Hello and welcome back to the Corridor of Uncertainty podcast. I'm Luke and as always I'm joined by... Ben, hello. How are you mate? I'm good, thank you. Um, good. It's, a, it's another morning podcast so uh, the odd yeah. mistake might come into it very early for us. Um, very early. But it's, a, it's another weekend roundup um, and, but we, we've decided to change the sort of format it's very similar but we realized that we weren't making it very interesting and yeah. we were kind of just doing a match report on every game which if you want that you can just go on the bbc website and, and get your own yeah or you find somebody who does a better job yeah exactly so we're kind of gonna we're still gonna mention every game and and talk about anything that we want to but we'll probably skim over the games that don't have really any sort of impact on yeah, the, small the league. Games like or... Chelsea and City. Yeah, exactly. Um, or, or just any games don't have a, uh, any talking points, really. Um, but don't worry, I still I still love Brighton. I still love Burnley. When I get the chance to talk about them, I'll get the chance to talk about them. But... Oh, I've got a lot to talk about with you today, mate. Have you? I'm sure there's a few things you'll want to bring up as well. Yeah. There is well, there's one thing I can think of off the top of my head. Um, I'm kind of saving. I'm kind of saving that for a week and a half's time. I know you are. Um, but yeah, uh, quite a quite a big week in terms of like not having small games because I was thinking, oh well, we don't we don't really need to cover that many games. But there's only sort of two that are, are really not have big, well, maybe three actually. Um, but quite a lot of interesting games this week. And that started on Friday with uh, the first big shock of the weekend, which was Leicester 2, Newcastle 4. Yeah, that was definitely a shock. Yeah. Um, Leicester are getting into position where they sort of did last year, where it's looking a bit less likely that they're going to get in this top four. Yeah. Um, um, get to around 60 points and they just seem to sort of almost fold. Yeah, 100%. And, and I think Johnny Evans got injured in, in the build-up to the game, um, which was a big, big loss. And, and I think we saw that as well, because obviously if he's in, in the team, then you've planned for a game with him. And obviously yeah. this happens to, to loads of teams throughout the season. But um, I, I think his if you could pick someone out of the back line to miss, that wouldn't he'd be the last choice. Because of how it, senior he is, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, even his not even taking into account his ability as a defender, just his ability to command the back line is yeah. crucial. And and just like the the little mistakes that were made, it was Fafana lost his man or, or didn't beat his man from a corner. Chanaloglu, Chanaloglu. What am I thinking? Soyuncu. Yeah, I thought he was um, in the last... Yeah, I know. What's going on there? Soyuncu um, losing the ball ridiculously in his own half and there's no one to back him up. Um, Castagna as well with a, a poor back pass. It was just little mistakes that you think if Evans was there commanding the back line, they might not have made. Might have taken um, a bit more time. And, you know. Yeah, he, he might have had a, a handle on them. Um, but having said that, Newcastle were pulled off their game plan to perfection and it sort of you, when Newcastle have the, their best players, they, they've shown that they are a decent side and they're up to 14th now. 
and it kind of makes you think what was all the what was all the panic about yeah i think realistically newcastle are just well they're they're safe now yeah not no chance of them going down um I think Burnley are probably the ones to who'd be in most trouble at the moment, maybe. But I don't think anybody's in trouble really. We've had another team guaranteed relegation this weekend as well, so yeah. there's only one to go. And I think Fulham will struggle to uh, sort themselves out. Yeah, and also I think I think me included, there was a lot of pressure and I think there still is pressure on Steve Bruce. I don't think Newcastle fans want him there. I'm not 100% sure that it's the right fit but it, on his giving him the benefit of that, if you take two best, the two best players, I don't think there's any denying that in Callum Wilson and St Maximan, yeah. out of any team if you do the same to the majority of the teams in the league even, even like Liverpool, if you take Van Dijk and and Salah out your team. I know they're much better players, but the the influence they have is is similar. Well, it's just the people you look to some of the time, isn't it? Like, yeah, especially for Newcastle, whose problem is they don't score very much. And yeah, I know it sounds ridiculous after scoring four against a good team like Leicester as well. Yeah, but that's with those two. Exactly, you're right. And as well, um, I think it's I think Joe Willock uh, deserves a bit of a shout as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Since he's joined Newcastle, he's scored five goals. Right, nobody at Arsenal since he left has managed to score five in that time. And yeah, this guy's uh, not a striker or a winger. He, and he's not even getting that many minutes because a lot of them have been off the bench. Yeah, he usually gets brought on around the 80th minute, I think. Yeah, but yeah, earned himself a start this this time and and nicked it off. So he you off for the. For the goal, and yeah, it was it was a really good performance from Newcastle, and, and it's sort of if 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 you look at that team, I I don't think they'll hang on to Willock. I think uh, you would imagine he's done enough to sort of prove himself to at least make Arteta look at him going into next season. Yes, um, but you're right. It, it, I think if Newcastle can strengthen this, this game should show them that if they can strengthen better than they have because I think they have signed players but they've just not made a good enough impact um, Jolinton being being the one that springs to mind but yes. all over the pitch really um, but I'm not sure Ashley's too worried like I think he was quite confident that they would finish safely and they have finished safely but yes. I think if they're not going to hang on to St Maximum forever um, and probably well Wilson maybe maybe not well Anyway, but if St. Maximum has another good season next season, he may well go in the summer. Um, So if they want to make the most of it, they need to strengthen now and and really just give it everything next season and and see if they can have one of those seasons where they're up there. Because there's always a surprise contender in, in the top half. And with those big players, if they can keep them fit and get everything moving in the right direction. It could be like another West Ham story. But yeah. what will probably happen is they won't really strengthen that much and they'll finish 14th again. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the main thing, though, if you're a Leicester fan, is um, you were really... You saw your last... I think they've got a really hard last three games, haven't they? I know they've got... Yeah, United. they've got... 
They've got, yeah, they've got United, I think, on Tuesday. Chelsea. Then they've got Chelsea and also Chelsea again in the FA Cup. Yeah. Um, and then Spurs on the final day. Um, yes. And Looking that is that. That's really not what you want to see when, you know, they're, I, I wouldn't count them guaranteed Champions League. No, I 100% not. If they were to drop down into the Europa League, or worse, to be honest, they would be really, really disappointed with their season because it would be an, it would be a real shame after how they played. Yeah, it, it, I think they're the only team that have been in the top four for the for the whole season. Yeah, um, and and that, and then it wouldn't be progression um, no. in terms of the table because it would have been exactly the same story as last season. So, if you talk yeah. about this the team getting better over time, then that would that would suggest that's not happening. The only thing that they they have in their favour is that two of the contenders this for that position in, in Spurs and West Ham also slipped up this weekend. Yes. Um, and if I'm honest, I only think it's Liverpool that will challenge them. Yeah, we've got we've got a game in hand. So we could go up to sixty points when they're sat on sixty three. So yeah. there's always the chance that I doubt they're gonna win all three of those games that we said don't think they'll beat Chelsea, who are also only one point ahead. So I wouldn't say they're completely safe. Yeah. Um, but I think Chelsea I, I think more the likely problem team. is for the other teams is that even though Leicester's fixtures are difficult, West Ham, you can see I'm slipping up a bit now against teams that aren't, aren't as good. Um, Liverpool have been inconsistent. And then I just can't see Spurs doing it either. But I think if we were to go from the last five games of all of these teams, the most consistent team's definitely Chelsea. Yeah, I, I think Chelsea will get it. It's, it's a matter of Le- if Leicester can hold on. But I think out of Liverpool, West Ham and Leicester, I think Liverpool are the most consistent. Like, yeah, yeah, Leicester yeah. have two losses in their last five. Liverpool have got uh, no losses in the last five, which sounds ridiculous because of how poor we've been all season. Yeah. Um I will get on to Liverpool obviously when we when we get to them, but yes. I, I, I think I have a feeling they might sneak it. It will be them versus Leicester for me. I'd actually feel really bad if we did. <laughs> I don't think we deserve it whatsoever. But it you know, you wouldn't complain, would you? You wouldn't. I'd say we're pretty much nailed on though for a European competition, hopefully. You would hope so, especially with the fixtures. Yeah. Okay, um, next one, like we spoke about at Spurs, they, they slipped up against Leeds. Um, yes. Another great performance from Leeds. They're, they're unbeaten against the top six at home. Um, and if you consider the, their record away from home, they've had a, had a few pastings. Um, yeah. But at home against the top six, they've only conceded three goals. Um, and yeah, like I say, unbeaten. So a, a great result and a really good performance. Um, from Leeds, but I don't think Spurs were that bad. Um, I thought Ali had, I mean, back to his best. We, that's that's a very high standard, and and I think he's obviously not played a lot of games, but he seemed like well better than he, we have. Well, we, haven't, we haven't even seen him like for for months. So, um, yeah. so no, he I, was... I am pleased to see Ryan Mason trying to include him a bit more because I do think he's a very good player when he wants to play. Yeah, a bit like and, and Paul Pogba, just maybe not as good. But yeah, I, I think that's the problem. It's like, what does he? Is it him? 
or is it the manager that we've seen? But yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he can keep that up and and if a new well when a new manager comes in in the summer, um, what will what will happen with him and his career? Um, but I was thinking, did you want to do a a project Spurs? As yeah, I was thinking podcast. which team we need to do a next uh, project thing on. Because we've and, done our and, and obviously Spurs Spurs need a new manager, so that's a start. And, and I, I think the squad needs a bit of work as well. Yeah, especially if Kane's going to leave, which has been knocked around the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I don't think he'll... I mean, I'm still undecided, but I think, well, we can discuss that on, in this week's podcast if you're up for it. Uh, yeah, why not? We haven't done one of those for a while. We'll go on going. Um, yeah. But yeah, back back to Leeds. I thought they were just they're just so good, and it's a great season for them. And yeah, I think um, realistically, some of the goals that were, that were scored as well, especially by Leeds, were just sort of like a bit sloppy. Like there's not almost it. It was sloppy, but there wasn't actually that much. Some of the Spurs could could have done about it like the first one I'm thinking of when Lloris sort of palms it into is it Dallas who scored was it yeah gave me those FPL points that I was on about the other week like he, it's sort of sloppy but what else is he going to do because he can't catch it and Dallas yeah. is just in the right place at the right time yeah I, I think it was uh, it was Bamford's goal for me that it sort of just epitomises that he'd start there wasn't that much Spurs could have done but I think I don't know what the the ball's just like sort of a loose ball and, and Dallas reacts quicker than Regillion and, and he's onto it instantly and so he's faster to react, he's quicker to react, but it's not like Regillion's slow, but Dallas is just instantly looking for that. So that and he instantly gets onto it. He drives at the defence, so they're winning it high up the pitch. And then it's not winning it high up the pitch, oh let's keep the ball, it's win it high up the pitch and let's go. And then he he drives. He, I think he gets the ball to Roberts, who plays out wide to Alioski. He cuts it back, and just as Spurs are, are, have set themselves back up defensively, he puts it into a great area, and Bamford scores as he's done all season. And there was and a lot that, of white shirts in the box when they scored that goal. Yeah, yeah. So the second Dallas picks up the ball, all well, not all of these players, but a majority of them are instantly like, right, where, what area can I get into to give yeah. my give myself as an option? And and that's thing for Leeds. Generally, they always have options. Yeah, they they are always just probably the quickest to react. Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. It's just the system they go with. I think it almost works that they haven't got really like they haven't got a star player in a way. And obviously, yeah, like I'm sure they do. Like you know, Rafinha or Bamford probably would be, or even Calvin Phillips. You know, one of their better players. But nobody is almost bigger than the team. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Like, I think you could argue with some of the top six teams, there are players who are probably at their club, but better. Harry Kane comes to mind the first. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. Be so, like, a lot more. If you're in trouble for Spurs, you, the team's probably looking at someone like Kane or someone like, come on, drag us out of this. But when yeah. it's Leeds, um, they sort of. Can do it. Everyone, everyone's sort of together. It's like, let's get ourselves out of it rather than look to one individual. Yeah, exactly. And it's sort of like everybody in the Leeds team this season's actually had a moment almost of like, you were the you were the guy today. Yeah, yeah. I, I was watching a video the other day, and he was doing a uh, a video on who was the biggest disappointment for every Premier League team, and it was difficult to pick a Leeds player because 
like I say, that every, everyone has put in a shift and it's difficult to pinpoint one, one Leeds player that hasn't performed. Who did he go for in the end? Uh, who did he go for in the end? I can't even remember. Oh, Rodrigo in the end, actually. Oh, I think, yeah, that's probably... He got, oh, he got a goal in, the, in this game. <laughs> he did, yeah. Um, but, yeah. No, I think um, a bit harsh, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's just how hard it was. I think there was yes. many, many options. Um, okay, we move on? We'll move on. Not a lot to talk about in this game, but there is one thing that I want to talk about. And that's get, do you just want to get it out of the way now? No, I'm not getting out of the way because I, I need it to back up my argument. We've got the Attacking Midfielder podcast coming up in a week on Wednesday-ish. Um, <laughs> he will be probably, it is likely to be higher in my list than he is in Ben's. Um, oh, you Why not? Never know. Um, but he, he, after he, this week's one, after this, he might have earned himself another spot or two. Um, but yeah, a great assist uh, set of Benteke for the first goal and an incredible run for the second goal. I just love the bloke; he's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to say much more on that. Didn't really uh, mean anything, though, I guess. Well, no, no game really for Palace means anything when they get to sort of 38 point mark and and. Obviously, no, nothing means anything for Sheffield United for a, a, a good few well months, really. Um, but yeah, just another great performance from Ezzy, and yeah, just love him. Great, great man. It's it's nice to see him actually getting played. Is all I'll say really, because I think when he came, everybody was sort of a bit worried that potentially he could just, you know, take a back seat on the bench. You know, he plays quite similar positions to Zaha as well. Yeah. Um, but no, it's really nice to see that he's. I think he's had quite a good breakout season. I don't think he has enough talk about him. Definitely, because um, he I, is adapted very well. Yeah, um, opportunity for the for the top six teams. Yeah, you could go that far, but because the, his price is only going to increase at Palace, and, and that's great. Just QPR, I've got a nice juicy little set on course. So, unless they have some sort of horrendous accident and get relegated. Yeah. Um, next one. Yeah. So there we go. That's all we need. To... Next one. The big one. Man City one. Chelsea two. Champions League dress rehearsal. What's going on? Yeah, I watched this game this weekend because it was on, and I thought, why not? Well, I don't know what I was watching to be honest. Like, watch the first half especially was incredible because. It was so close for the first like forty-four minutes. Yeah. I think if anybody looked like they were going to score, it did genuinely look like Chelsea to me. And then uh, I think they kind of got them on the counter as well with the first goal. Jesus did well. Uh, I think Christensen pulled up and said that he might have pulled his hamstring or something. But you know, the main thing to talk about for the. The first half is what was going on with Sergio Aguero, man. I don't. He I could have had a brace don't. and he scored none. Look, I, when it came to him, I first just expected him to score. You know, the, with, with the, like the first shot, I just thought, just put it in because the keeper yeah. was nowhere to be seen. And it was just, it's like. This man, we talk, we talked about it. You need to try and break this record before you go. Not even break the record, but you know, 
get to the next level. And two goals would have been good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a difficult one. I think going going into it as well, um, we'll definitely get on to Aguero because that penalty will. Yeah, well, I'm uh, excited that. Yeah. Um, but nine changes for City and the change of formation and five changes for Chelsea because they've obviously both played in the week. And I think it was a sort of... Def- I mean, Pep for sure because obviously changed the formation. Um, five at the back, wasn't it? And, and do you think it was sort of a... I'm not going to give you anything. Um, like I'm hiding what I'm going to do. Or or was it I'm trying this out to see if it will work? Because I got the impression it's like, I'm just going to change this and play nothing like the way we'll play in the Champions League because I cannot see that, that formation being used against Chelsea. No, I think you're right. I don't think that's going to get used. I think maybe he was sort of like, I'm going to try this out. But then realistically, like you say, it could have just been sort of like, let's just wrap up the title today. All we needed to do was win. You know, went 1-0 up, could have gone 2-0 up. But um, no, Chelsea did really well to come back. I think Chelsea were a very interesting team to watch, especially when I was watching the game. I saw the lineups. They looked like there were so many key players missing from both teams. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't see a De Bruyne. No, Myers. Myers was on the bench. Foden didn't start. Gundogan didn't start. You know, uh, that's just the City team. You know, yeah, healthy. and obviously no mount for Chelsea, which is the, the huge one. No mount, no silver, uh, no Havertz. You know, it's just, it was it was crazy. But realistically, Chelsea were just really good. Um, I think yeah, they were unfortunate. They scored about four goals, to be honest with you. I don't know if you know. Half of them were offside. Yeah. Um, but no, it was nice to see Billy Gilmore get some time as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we spoke about him and Conor Gallagher. So it'll be interesting to see if he stays there next season and, and keeps increasing his minutes slowly. After, um, after the, all the hype that he received, especially last season, I don't think he was actually incredibly great today. I know he's only a young kid. But yeah, it's it sort of a... Penalty. Yeah, he did, yeah. And it's sort of a... I don't know. It's a... If you're not playing a lot of minutes and you're like, oh, by the way, now you're going to go and play against the best team in England. <laughs> it's, it's a difficult one. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, but it, it would... We've seen, like, there's different ways of, of developing a player and we've seen, like, obviously Foden just stay at City and slowly increase his minutes and now he's, he's one of the best young talents on the planet. And yeah. then, but then you've also seen players go out on loan and, and, and come back better players or, or, or just like, right, I'm going out, I want to be sold, let me get to a good team. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how his career develops. I mean, he's still, still so young that you don't even know really how good the player is in there. But yeah. You get the impression there's something about him. Yeah, I, I think maybe he was just having an off game because last season he came out and pulled out some really good games, so... Yeah, I don't think it's anything to panic about in a way. Yeah. But let's move on to the main talking factor of this game then. Yeah, let's do it. Sergio Aguero, penalty fluff. What was going on? I don't know. I mean, I, I've seen some tweets saying it's like in high-pressure situations, a Penenka is, is, is useful and that... You can't really blame him that much because he like he felt the need to apologise on Twitter. But is it really any worse than a just a, a penalty that you've put to the left and the keeper saved it? Realistically, 
because it looks so easy for Mendy to save, that's where the issues come from. Yeah. Like, this is their top goal scorer in history. Yeah. yeah. And he's leaving in he's got three games left in the Premier League and then one in the, the uh, Champions League. And I don't know if he's going to start anymore, which is a it seems ridiculous because he is uh, Jesus isn't bad, but Aguero is a, is about five classes above him. Yeah. You know. I just Although they they both might not start again for the end of the season to be fair. True. They don't City have sort of a, just sort of said we don't actually need a striker all the time. Yeah. But um yeah, it's just sort of like why does this man have to apologize because he's missed the penalty when all season you've missed about four, I think they've missed four penalties this season. Yeah. And also to be fair, you've got to give credit I and I'm I'm gonna say the penalty in a minute, but you have to give credit to Mendy because so many keepers would have been long gone. Because it wasn't a bad Penenka. No. It was perfectly executed in terms of what he would have wanted to do. But Mendy just doesn't commit too much. And had, had Aguero just put a penalty into the bottom left corner that he was as from his position, he I don't think Mendy would have got there because he's committed so so late, I guess. Yeah, um, but that, that's credit to him. He, he's he's got back up and he's made it look easy. Um, so I think he deserves credit for that. Yeah, um, definitely. But on the other hand, this it does annoy me when when players do it because all of the players that are trying it have the ability to just pop it in in the top corner. Yeah, especially um, this Yeah, exactly. So he. Is capable of just putting it out of wherever the keeper goes, and he should be confident enough to put. I'm going to put it right, and if and if he goes right, he's not going to save it anyway. Yeah, I think and... the the thing though that's bothering me the most, I think, is just Aguero. In the last couple of times that I've seen him in a city shirt, he just looks unhappy now. Yeah, I don't know so what it is. It's coming to an end, and and he knows. But I just sort of feel like he's been disrespected almost, like. Realistically, City have got three games left, yeah? Yeah. And who are they? People, they've got the easiest opponents ever, haven't they? Pretty much. I can't even remember. And they've not got anybody in the top six, I don't think. Yeah. Um, I'll have a look in a minute, actually. But you're going to win the league, let's be honest. Which is why I don't think everybody's that fussed. When he, they've, got, they've got Newcastle, uh, Brighton, Everton. And then at the Champions League to play. Yeah. Like, realistically... Aguero, might, got... Aguero might get some more games then, if Pep's just... just well, yeah. Maybe I he'll think... get it wrapped up and think, well, I might as well give him some more minutes. I think they'll... Well, like I just say, they've definitely won the league, really, haven't they? Yeah. they just got... The best thing to do would be to give Aguero some, some minutes, hope he can pick up a bit of form in these three games, and then... He can start against Chelsea and he'll be the right danger man. And yeah. I'll tell you, if he wins the Champions League, that's the only reason I'll accept City winning it. Because <laughs> I love the man. He's been disrespected where he is. And he can come to Liverpool if he wants. We'll look after him. Fair enough. We'll get on to Liverpool then. Or um, he can go to Arsenal, like I said a few weeks ago. Yeah. There you go. Who's going to replace Kane in our, in our project? Aguero. Here we go. Um, yeah, Liverpool then um, 
solid win. Um, relatively yeah. dominant, took their chances. Um, oh, it, felt, it felt really good, to be honest. Just watching it happen, it just felt good. Like, there was a couple points where I was a bit shaky. Um, but I just think it was a really good team performance today. Especially when we had, you know, two relatively inexperienced centre-backs, which is definitely yeah. the area that we've struggled in the most this season. But yeah. we got close to scoring loads of times. You know, Jota had a good chance. Um, Salah had a few shots as well, I think. But um, I think the key man in this game was Alisson, really. He was really good. Yeah, and I think that's true because we've seen recently, or, or at least this season, that Liverpool have had good performances but only been 1-0 up and made a mistake or and missed opportunities. And and yeah. this this was sort of the game that showed all of those games could have finished like this and Liverpool could be comfortably in the top four. Um, yeah. And Southampton had chances. Yeah, they, no, um, no, they weren't kept quiet by any means. That's why Alisson yeah. was so good because I think this was the best Allison performance I've seen all season. Yeah, he made one little mistake, didn't he? But um, yeah. it's just it was just sort of he just looked really, really solid in net. Like it was very nice to see because he's not had the best season on his own level. Really, made a couple yeah. of howlers. But yeah, well, I'll, t- I'll stop talking about Allison. Uh, there's one thing I wanted to bring up. How's Kyle Walker Peters doing? Cole Fruit is there having a great time. I love you know. He wasn't when Sadio Mane jumped over him. Well, you got to go boost the confidence of some players, don't you? <laughs> well, that won't have done any help. Um, yeah, he's had an off game, poor Kyle, but he's been player of the season, possibly for Southampton. Uh, really? With Jingle Prowse, I'd say. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um. um but, uh, yeah, but guess. yeah, um, on the top four race as well, um, Liverpool definitely with this result still in it for me because if you look at their fixtures and we've we've gone on about how Leicester's got an absolute difficult fixtures um, and um, Chelsea as well, but Liverpool have got United on Thursday, and that's a United team that would have played Leicester two days before. Well, um, isn't it four games in like seven days for them? Yeah, it, yeah. So they, the United have obviously played this got on Tuesday, and then Liverpool on Thursday. So and then no matter how many, yeah. So no matter how many changes Ollie makes, that's going to be a tired United side on Thursday. If um, you were Ollie, right? What would you do? Because I was thinking about this. I was having a chat with my friend. Would you almost just sort of put out a weak team against Liverpool? And not exert yourself as much because I think it's more likely that they would beat, you know, Villa. Or maybe I, I maybe... think that might have been what he's done because he put a very strong squad out against Villa that I didn't. I expected him to sort of go half in and then half yeah. against Leicester and then like three quarters against Liverpool, effectively. Yeah, the um, only thing that would make you think that he was going to not do that is just the, the rivalry between United and Liverpool. I think. It would wind a lot of United fans up to know that he just let left, uh, Liverpool win. Yeah, I, I think he's. I, I think United fans will, will have sympathy because there's of what they've achieved. 
Yeah, and and like he's got a ridiculous amount of games coming up, and he won't want to like they've got a final to play first and foremost, and he'll they'll understand if one of these results doesn't go in their favour. I mean, he could yeah. play a really strong squad in all of these games. You and never they're know. Definitely the, the second safest team in this top four. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it, it's a difficult week. I'm interested to see where their priorities lie in terms because because they could do it against Leicester. They could just re- completely rest everyone against Leicester. Yeah. Um, and then he's got a Europa League is what I'm thinking. When is yeah, the Europa League? Yeah. Um, it's always a week before the Champions League, isn't it? Or is it? I can't remember. Um, but yeah, so they don't episode. want any massive injuries, will they? Exactly. Is is that? So they will. It's unlikely they're going to. Everybody's going to play all of these games. They're going to have to rest someone at some point because to play what Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, whatever it is, is incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to Liverpool. So they've got that game against United, which will be easier, you should imagine, than normal. Um, and then after that, they've got West Brom, Burnley and Palace as their last three, which yeah. will be a win in all of them, no matter what. Hopefully. So with that in mind, if they can get that win against United, which puts them, what, three points behind Leicester? Yeah. With the same amount of games. That would be very nice. That should be enough I mean, to secure your own. You would imagine, looking at the fixtures, that they'll pick up more than three points, more than Leicester. Yeah, you'd hope so. Which, uh, do you know what? We, if we sneak it, like I said earlier, I will feel bad because Leicester have definitely had a better season than us. But, but well, that just shows, really, doesn't it? Because you would like you, you think that, and that's what comes to mind. But that's just the story we're given, really, because. Yeah, in the end of the day, the the points that you get is is what you deserve. So you earn the points you get. Yeah, yeah. So if Leicester finish below Liverpool, they haven't had a better season, have they? But no. it's just the the headlines that we get that Liverpool are having such a terrible season. But they they could well still finish third or fourth. Yeah, exactly. And at the moment, as it stands, Leicester have actually lost more games than Liverpool this season. Ten. Yeah, which is quite a lot for teams battling out for the top four. Yeah. 10 and 9. Uh, but I guess the last thing I really want to talk about before we move on is Thiago scored. Thank God. Um, about time he did something to actually go down on a, a sheet of paper. Not that it makes a, the biggest difference in any means, but it was just yeah, quite a confidence boost anyway. You'd hope. I think it's just mainly for him, a bit for the fans as well, you know. But he's definitely been improving recently. Like, yeah. But, you know, every, he's, he's the first people person anyone likes to attack when things are going bad well when anything's when Liverpool are struggling just because it's so, so funny that we were so hyped about getting him and then he turned out to be a bit uh-uh. but I think he's finally turning into a bit more of what we were looking for when we signed him yeah which is really good right then uh, Wolves Brighton is another one of those games 2-1 Wolves um, <laughs> not a lot to talk about Especially as Brighton lost, so I'm not really up for talking about that. I'll talk if you want. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll skim over this one. I think when I didn't, I didn't watch this game. I don't know if you did, but um, no. watching it on my phone as it was going on, you know, I like to keep an eye on what games are going on over the weekend. But 
it just sort of felt like after the first 15 minutes and Brighton got that goal, it sort of was like, oh, no, Wolves are going to lose this really, aren't they? Like Brighton are probably going to end up scoring four maybe. I don't know. It just felt like they were going to get loads more. And then um, Lewis Dunk got sent off. Yeah. And it just sort of was like... Changed. It, it genuinely did change. I don't know what it was. like. Almost like a a psychic ability. It just was like, this is different now. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I, th- I think Wolves deserved to win in the end. I mean, like you said, there was a lot of Brighton chances, especially from set pieces. Um, obviously, they go from set pieces as well um, in the, before the sending off. Um, but yeah, like you say, after sending off, Wolves were a different side and deserved yeah. the winner in the end. Yeah, definitely. And uh, credit to the Wolves team. It was very young. When I looked at the start at 11, I was like, Jesus, like they have three. The only real senior players in the team were like Cody, Patricio, I think Neves played, didn't he? And uh, Moutinho. That's the yeah. Team. yeah, but even Neves, is, is, he's not old, is he? No, he's just he's just been in the air team a lot longer than the rest. Yeah. But, you know, you know, Fabio Silva, he he got in the team. Vatina, Emps especially seem really young. But uh, you know, fair play to them. They they stuck it out, which is what we've sort of seen from Wolves in the past, where they've you know they wait late and then strike. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And they did that today. Morgan Gibbs White probably. I, I think there was a lot more hype about Gibbs White than he actually was. But today he sort of, well, not today, the other day he showed us. Yeah, but yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, okay. Um, on to Villa United, um, the first game of of United's big old fixture list. Um, like I say, was surprised, slightly surprised that they didn't have a sort of half. Hearted approach um, with with the team anyway, um, but they yes. went all out for it and and they got the job done away from home. And also, a little stat for you: they've gone behind. They've well, they've gone one nil down since this is United. Then they've gone one nil up. Yes, which is just mental. So they've they've gone one nil down fourteen times. They've gone one nil up thirteen times, which is just really ridiculous. So the, the amount of and they've won ten of the fourteen times that they've gone one nil down, um, which That's is just crazy. incredible. Um, I, I don't really understand how how it's possible to do that so many times when you're second in the league. But it, it seems to be just like after it happens six or seven times, the team must be just thinking, "Well, we're probably still going to win this." It's it's just the first goal just doesn't affect them at all anymore because it's happened so many times. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think. With the first goal at this game as well, Lindelof should have done a lot better, really. Um, yeah, but as well, a great finish, but Lindelof is, is definitely should have. He shouldn't have been offered the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think United just sort of a bit like Wolves, I guess. In this game, they just hold, they hold on the whole time. Like they're never, they're never panicking. Really, they sort of like right. Let's just give them a bit of time. But there seems to be always this sort of like uh, story of how the game goes for United. Did you see the the thing floating around Instagram this week where it's like first like fifteen minutes? Oh, we're playing well. <laughs> oh, now we've let a goal in. 
Bruno, please save us. Bruno will score or someone like that. And then it's like, oh, and now we've won 4 0. Well, 4 1. Yeah, yeah it, w- it was just the same old story, really, wasn't it? Um, exactly, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that the two main things that I like to talk about is, is Mason Greenwood being one of them. I don't think he's out the the England picture. Um, You're not. I don't think he is. Think Southgate he is. likes him. He's come into a decent little bit of form. Um, that's, that's, you're not wrong. With, with the squad being a 26-man squad as well, he's, he's definitely got that higher possibility. But do you not um, think we've got enough attackers already? Yes, probably. Um, and he's just not going to... He's not going to be above, say, Sterling, Rashford, Sancho. You know, yeah, they're, they're they're all players that would have would have probably gone anyway. I mean, at, for the for the plus three, I think it's very possible that he may take him over. I don't know, say Ollie Watkins, for instance. Yeah. Um, well, Ollie, Ollie Watkins won't probably be playing in the Premier League again this season. Well, definitely not for the next game because he's got booked for well sending off sending off for simulation, which is. Which is good to see, um, because from the referee standpoint, you mean? Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. Um, but we don't see enough, really. Um, like just generally, even like there'll be a lot of people that go down, and no free kick will be given, and then you're sort of like, well, if there was no contact, then surely that was a dive. Yeah, and and nothing happened. So it's good to see that. A, a booking was given happened to be a second yellow and it was right so yeah he deserved it really he did deserve it I think yeah. even even if though the refs do not see it at the time I think there should be a almost like a a retrospective act- action yeah that's what I'm just trying to say definitely do you not agree like yeah I think, I, I think so I mean it, it's different I think because you, then you could just say, well, you could do it for all fouls. But I think this is different, isn't it? It's just completely trying to, to trick the referee to earn yourself something that you don't deserve. So it's not like something where you just misjudge a foul. And you see it with the, like big incidents where they have to go and review afterwards. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I 100% agree that diving needs to be taken out of the game. I think even going down too easily. Um, in the in the area should be clamped down on or not clamped down on, just not given as much. I because think we, a, I think it's a deliberate red if you if you if you dive honestly. Yeah, because yeah, because then after the game after the or or yeah, then then VAR can even look at it if it's a matter of sending off or not. Yeah, do you know what though? I didn't really think it was that obvious when I was watching it. Like, yeah, it was a really good spot from the ref. It was really good, and he didn't even bother with the flipping VAR. Like when we saw it in replay, I was a bit like, "You know what? That's not even the most blatant like dive we've yeah. seen all season." Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and like you said, we've probably seen that happen many times this season, where a player's expected contact and just gone down, and then the ref doesn't give anything, and the game just carries on. And but so it is great, great referee to see that it was punished correctly. Yeah, definitely. I think, I guess he just didn't even bother going for the ball. He just sort of was like, right, I'll go to the floor then. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he just was expecting contact. It never came and, and that's that's your own fault. Yeah, the last thing I'd like to bring up then 
on this game. I don't know if there's much you want to talk about. It's Cavani. Yeah, that's like, the last thing for me as well. I just think genuinely this guy is the epitome of class is permanent. Yeah, his his movement is sensational. I, I didn't really like to be honest. I didn't really realize how good he was until he came to the Premier League, and yeah. just like he's just a step ahead of the defenders so many times. Like he knows where that cross is going for the goal way before anybody else. He knows where that cross is going before Rashford's even figured out that he's going to cross it. Yeah, you see him sort of just make the run and Rashford yeah. almost doesn't really look. He's just sort of like, I'll just put this in the box and see. Yeah. It's sort of like he knew where Rashford was going to put it and Rashford didn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, yeah, he's incredible. I didn't realise how good he was. but And he's brave as well. Like He'll put his head on the line. And I think yeah. midweek as well, he was um, quite instrumental in, I think somebody was having a, a, a fight with somebody and he came over and he was like, yeah, mate, get get lost. So I'll take yeah, it. Don't worry. I think he's definitely had a positive impact and I think they'll definitely be looking to get him, get him signed on for another season. I or think two. he already has, hasn't he? I think he's agreed that he's going to do one more year. In the oh, Premier. there we go. Um, yeah, and, and like I say, definitely a positive influence on, on Greenwood's development as well. Yeah. Um, there was a game the other week where he was sort of like Greenwood played a part and it wasn't the part that he wanted and he literally went up to him and said like, this is where I want it, do this. And then in the exact same game, Greenwood provides him with an assist doing exactly what Cavani told him to do. Yeah. So if that's on the pitch, you can't imagine the impact it has on him in, in the changing room. Definitely. Um, uh, next well, game. West Ham Everton. Uh yeah. It's a team that uh, fade in Champions League hopes versus, well, I, until this game, fade in Europa League hopes. Or, 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 I mean, there's Champions League hopes mathematically. Both teams who've had semi-impressive seasons. Yeah, well, West Ham's, wherever they finish now, it is a very impressive season. And yeah, I think Everton's is an impressive season, but probably expected, to be honest. There's yeah, nobody... When... Carlo was given his whole season as well. Like Everton fans were definitely demanding, or at least expecting something more. Yeah. Had. Yeah. Uh, to be, for me, it's pretty much where I thought they would be. I have got a prediction somewhere which I'll, I'll, I'll dig out. But um, yeah, I, I think if you look at it on paper, you probably would have had Arsenal to finish above Everton instead of West Ham. But other yeah. than that. There's probably no shocks, is there? Really, it's it's the traditional top six plus West Ham and and, and Leicester minus yeah. Arsenal. So that's sort of all you can really hope for in, in your first full season, and then maybe maybe next season they can push on a bit more. But it's definitely uh, maybe a, a missed opportunity looking back at it for Everton because this was another really strong, solid away performance where. They didn't really allow West Ham much. They had two two chances, West Ham, really, that come to mind. No shots on target um, yeah. and a great performance away from home. But we haven't seen that Everton at home, which is weird considering there's well, there's no fans at either end, so it shouldn't really make that much of a difference anyway. Yeah. And definitely shouldn't make you play worse at home. Um, but they have done. And, and with the season we've had and how close they are to Champions League, and you look at some of those home results, they definitely could have... I mean, it is a missed opportunity. Yeah, I, I think that's completely fair. Um, 
I think West Ham fans might get a bit worried about it now. I think I don't think they're going to get in the Champions League. I think the four ahead of them who are currently there definitely would be more likely to get it. Maybe less to drop out because of the games they've got to play. But, yeah, uh, and, and West Ham have got Brighton, West Brom, Southampton, which you probably couldn't ask for much better than that. No. But West, West, what did you say, sorry? West Brom. Brighton and Southampton. Yeah, definitely. That's a, that's a nice last three teams to have to battle it out against. I just think it's more about you've got to just keep an eye on the people below you now. You know, Liverpool especially, Tottenham aren't completely out of it yet, maybe. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I, I sort of consider West Ham out of it, just because I, I don't think. Uh, well, not not out of it. They're definitely not out of it. That's, um, but I just maybe yeah, out of I, Champions League. I don't. Well, if you look at those games, they should they should be beat. They should be winning all three of those games. Yeah. So if they pick up nine points, they they get Champions League. There's no doubt. I don't think that's a doubt because what? How many points are they behind Leicester? They are five, I think. Five. Uh, well, so. That means a win, in the, a win in the loss. So Leicester would be possible. But if Liverpool win all four of theirs, which I don't think is the biggest uh, thing. If you get past United, I think Liverpool could do well. They'd, they'd be on top of West Ham. Yeah, I think it's tight. Um, they're, yeah, they're not out of it. But I also think West Ham are the most likely to slip up against a team... That's not like you, you see. Leicester have got only big games. Chelsea have got a lot of big games as well. But I can see Leicester picking up points against a bigger team, and I can see West Ham dropping points against a smaller team, which is why I don't think that they will get there in the end. Yes, fair enough. Um, the last thing I just wanted to talk about in in just a bit of etiquette, really, I guess. Uh, maybe not etiquette, just general. I don't know. So, because obviously Chelsea and City are in this final, yeah. Yeah. Surely if one of them wins, that opens up another spot. No, it doesn't. No? No. So you need to finish top four then? Yeah. The only way to get five teams in is if you is if uh you get your top four, of course, and then somebody an English team wins the Europa League, which uh yeah. could happen, but the Europa League team would have to be United. Uh, well, it, they would have to finish outside the top four anyway. So that's not gonna happen. Oh right, okay. Because United will already be in the top four. I don't yes. know if I don't know if it opens up another um, spot. Down. spot um, but I, I don't think you, you. I don't think you can get more league allocated Champions League spots. If that makes sense. Really? Yeah. Um, I was having that conversation on Twitter with BTV Sport because um, he was thinking the same as you, and I was under. I was under but he he cleared it all up. Did you look it up? Yeah. Ah, damn it. That's a shame. Yeah. Um, I right. Last... Give myself some comfort there. <laughs> um, last game of the weekend so far that in we've England. seen in England or in on the Premier League anyway. Prem. Yeah. Um, is Arsenal three, West Brom one? And when I was looking at this initially, I was like, well, this is one because we should be skimming over. Really, this is this is mid table versus bottom three. <laughs> No, um, like you say, I don't really think there was too much of a shock. Yeah, it's exactly what you'd expect, really. Uh, now relegated. Yeah, uh, for the first time in his his career. I think 
do you know what? I think he genuinely would have would have done exactly what everybody was saying if nobody, if everyone hadn't made a massive point of making that. Yeah. Uh, everybody's like, oh, it's obvious that you know if he can't save him, he's just going to leave like a game before, isn't he, or something? Yeah. But no, fair enough. He's stuck around. I'm sure that will mean absolutely nothing because everybody knows that Big Sam. He's a he's a, yeah. he's a good manager, really. Yeah, I mean, he he does the job more often than not. Um, I'm interested to see if he he sticks around in the championship next season. I don't um, think he will. Do you know? I have. I think he might. Um, which will be interesting to see because obviously they won't be able to play the same way in the championship if they want to get promoted because they should they should be dominating most of the championship games with the squad that they've had. One of those one of those players, Pereira, you'd imagine will be in it on on the move. Um, he might not even go though. To be honest, I think he has to. Be, I mean, it depends how how much they. They charge effectively. How much do you think's fair? I wouldn't say I'd if I. I'd say twenty mil, maybe most. Yeah, I think between twenty and thirty is probably about right. Do you not think you should get something better for a bit? Well, for thirty. I mean, recently he's been fantastic, and and that's in a West Brom side that does not provide a lot of. He did score right. a very nice goal. Uh, but just in recent weeks, he's, he's been. I mean, playing for a move in my eyes. True, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would, I would be surprised if he's playing championship football next season. But in the current climate, then again, like we've seen, we've seen Watford go down and players like Saar and when and more. End. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, it wouldn't be the big for Watford, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but just, but yeah, the the relegated sides have have got yeah. a lot of talent in them and. And could work. All three of them could bounce back up. Um, to be honest, uh, which we'll get on to now. Then go on. Yeah. That's enough. Um, yeah, the playoffs uh, are, were all confirmed really already. Um, Bournemouth will play Brentford, so that would allow them. If if Bournemouth got Norwich and Watford up, Bournemouth win the playoffs, and that's all of the. We well, might as well just not have played the championship. Um, yeah. Um, because exactly the same thing happened. Uh, yeah, and then Barnsley Swansea, which is a, a really good tie, really, because they're the kind of Bournemouth and Brentford were expected to be up there. Swansea for me were expected to be up there, but maybe not for everyone. Um, and then Barnsley, I mean, I don't even know where they came from or what happened this season with them, but um, a great season for them. I'd love them to go up; it would be absolutely fantastic. It uh, would. Um, and Swansea is probably who you'd want to play um, in, in this. I think um, so. A great chance for them to get to Wembley, um, but yeah, this... really, I want to see Brentford. No, you don't. I do. I want Ivan Tony in the league. Yeah, he'll be in the league either way. No, he won't. No, he will. Leicester are going to sign him. I've already told them. If they do, I'll buy you a drink. What was the other? Th- you owe me. Some- you owe me a drink. Something else. If that something happens, I can't remember what that was. I can't remember. I don't know what you're on about. Gonna have to listen to every single podcast just give us. Yeah. <laughs> I won't be doing that. Oh dear. Okay. Um but yeah, uh looking forward to the playoffs. It's always a great event. I'd love Barnsley to go up. Great event. If Barnsley don't go up. No, I won't. Swansea or Bournemouth will be fine. Brentford will not go up. They will bottle it again. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Um 
yeah. Uh, but I, I'm not too fussed if they go up. It's just one game that we won't lose because we generally lose a lot to Brentford anyway. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this this day was all about the the bottom three, or 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 the bottom four. Really, Wickham had a chance. Wickham won three 0 so they they did their bit, but they just needed to win like twelve and so that was unlucky for them. Unlucky. Gareth Ainsworth's done a, a great job at Wickham. They finished, I think they finished top of the bottom three. Um, yes. Wednesday finished at the bottom in the end. Yeah. The budget that Wickham have, which is like a bottom, lower lower side League One team, to put up the fight that they did was a great, great. Everyone had them written up pretty much. Yes. And, and they have done a really good job to compete, but unfortunately it was just not enough. Um, but yeah, the three teams that could realistically have stayed up, Derby, Sheffield, Wednesday and Rotherham, they were all safe at one point during the, during the game. Um, Derby having a thriller free all with Sheffield Wednesday Rotherham went 1-0 up against Cardiff which effectively uh, led Derby to being the team that stayed up just about yeah I think ultimately I think it's unjust I don't think Derby really deserves to stay up I think out of those four I think there was a team that should have stayed up was Sheffield Wednesday Really, I felt really bad for them, um, especially the fans who have nothing to do with why they've gone down. Because if they hadn't have had their point reduction, they'd probably still be in the league, to be honest. Well, yeah, they definitely would. They've genuinely been the most impressive team out of those four, I'd say, this season. Like, and, and even even with so well. the, the points deduction, it's like, for starters, it was 12 points in the, in the summer transfer window. Which means yeah. if you go to sign someone and you say, oh, by the way, we're starting on minus 12, mm-hmm. the player's going to be like, well, I don't fancy a relegation on my record. I'm not going. Yeah. So even even before the season started, it would have been difficult to assemble a squad to, of, of new players. Yeah. And and then, and then we started the season off with about 24 managerial seconds for Sheffield Wednesday. They had Pulis. I think they've had five managers at, at certain points this season. Um, Was Gary Monk there? I think so, yeah. Um, they, they've been... Yeah, I think they've had five different people managing this season, which is just not a, a recipe for success. Um, but and yeah, so, I think on. they'll be pleased with what they've got now. Like, I think Darren Moore, presumably stays, obviously. Yeah. He will be the one who can get them back up. I, he's going to... I think uh, they'll come straight back up. Yeah, I, I think if you look at the um, the drop off of Doncaster after Darren Moore left, and, and there was a little bit of a drop while he was still there, but they have dropped like a stone since he left. So the impact of him as a manager, and and in Sheffield Wednesday, the opposite direction sort of kind of boosted a little bit with him as manager. Um, yes, and yeah, he's definitely got them heading in the right direction and. Yeah, you'd imagine that they should definitely be up there at least. I um, think it's only fair, really, because of the fans. I, I do feel bad for them, you know. They've done nothing wrong with deduction. And, um, yeah. and, and I think that's, that's you said them, at the start of the season, you're going to go down to the last game of the season to see if you can step. I think they'd have taken that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and, and you see that the Super League teams just get away with 
with massive, massive plans yeah. to just leave everyone, and, and that's unpunished. I, I think they've got uh, to pay a fine. Well, yeah, a collective oh, no. fine of about twenty million between the yeah, six which is England. Which is stupid. I think um, the teams that are in real trouble is Real Madrid, Barca, and Juve, though. Yeah, well, they're still in it, aren't they? They Apparently. are, yeah. Um, which is going to be a great, you, great, great league to watch. Um, El Clasico yeah, every week. Yeah, just while just while we talk uh, the championship, I don't get many time, times to talk about QPR. So we finished ninth in the end, and, and this is the last chance I'm going to talk about them all season because we've got no more games. Uh, but ninth with a positive goal difference is like our best. I think our best um, finish since since we were relegated so many years ago. So we're on the up. If we can get our loan signings tied down, or, or just get a few decent players in, I am very optimistic about next season. The boys are coming back up. It's all going in the right direction. Mark Warburton is the, just a genius, um, and we're coming back up. So. Get prepared because next season on get this podcast, prepared. it's just going to be a constant load of oh, guess what happened? QPR won this weekend, and we're gonna we're gonna, we're just coming up, and I'm just warning you all now. Really? Yeah. Okay. We finished well, ninth in 2020. Fair enough. You just got to hold so, on to your players, mate. Elias. Well, we, we need. Well, he's staying. He's gonna. He's gonna stay. It's just a matter of getting Austin, hopefully, to come back. Um, getting uh, Johansson is not going to come back. He'll go back to Fulham, Fulham, unfortunately. But we uh, and another another bloke, Device from Hull. Hopefully, he can come. Um, but yeah, some good loan signings. We them the place done. Um, and a few other areas as well, but I'm, I'm very optimistic. I'm more optimistic about the next season than I have been for a long time. That's good to hear, man. Marky Warbs is doing you strong. Marky Warbs, yeah, I've always had faith in Mark. He's yeah, <laughs> he, he actually has. Um, right, I'll go through League One and League Two quickly. Portsmouth lost on the final day, so they don't make the playoffs. Oxford sneak in. Um, QPR only. Olamide Shadipo scoring in that game for anyone that's interested. Um, Hull and Peterborough were already up. The bottom four were already down. Um, and so the playoffs will be Oxford, Blackpool, Lincoln, Sunderland. Um, who do I want to go up? Sunderland. That's a bit far though, isn't it? I don't really want to go watch Sunderland. I'm looking at what away game do I want to go to? Oh, you want to go to Blackpool instead, then? Well, Blackpool's a nice, nice place. No offense to Sunderland. Um, Le- Oxford's maybe. quite nice. We went. We could go. Yeah, to but we've done Oxford. We've done Oxford. We've done Oxford already. Let's go Lincoln. We're going going out out go in Lincoln. Lincoln. See now, I want to go back to the Kazim, so I'll go to Oxford. Come on, up the Imps. I'm back in Lincoln. Up the Oxford. Well, they, I guess. they could be in the final. They could be in the final. So that, yeah, that's it. Back in Blackpool. Yeah. Um, right. So let's so who you're back in Brentford. I'm back in Barnsley. Yeah. You're yep. back in Oxford. No. Yeah. And I'm back in Lincoln. Yep. Um, League two. Um, League two. Cheltenham, Cambridge, Bolton up. Um, I've just noticed I've been calling out Kazim. It's the Kazam. I don't know what. Well, close enough. I'll let you off. 
Um, Sorry, right, you're back in for this. It's Newport, Forest Green, or Tramere Morecambe. Um, I'm going to go for Forest Green. Oh, well, we're both back in Forest Green there, of Up course. The Why not, eh? Come on, the boys. Up to League One, you come. Um, on, yeah, boys. into Europe then. Uh, we've got no predictions this week, so we can just have a nice chat. Have a nice chat about all these lovely leagues. I'm um, going to kick us off in France. Oh, go on then. Go because on then. This is this is by far after this weekend the most interesting one. I think. I think Lille. Uh, they're on the home stretch now. It's a final, yeah. the final sprint, especially after yeah. PSG yesterday. Um, PSG drew one all. If you weren't paying attention, um, I think that's a real, real. I don't know. I don't know what's happened with PSG. I can't tell if they've got worse or everybody else is just getting better. Yeah. I'd argue they've probably got worse. Yeah, um, I, I think with that squad, they should be clear. I can see them just bringing in a massive signing this summer. Probably a centre-back, I'd argue, if they're able to hold on to Mbappe. Because I think Neymar's... Signed a new deal, hasn't he? Yeah, he yeah. Which is it's disappointing as a massive fan of Neymar. But uh, I think you've got to give him a bit of credit, really. Like... He wants to, yeah. and I think if he was to, he could genuinely be considered one of the best players in the world. Like properly, I know a lot of people don't because he plays in a quote farmers league, but you know after this season, I think that needs looking at a bit. Maybe the terms of a farmers league, but um, yeah, that is a bit of an it's a bit of a shocker, really. I think Leo will. Probably sneak it now. Well, not sneak it. Probably will win it now. They deserve yeah. it. Yeah. Now three points clear, aren't they? I think. Yeah. That they still can't lose a game. That's the problem because PSG's goal go, difference though. is so good. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. So they're now they're now allowed a draw. So they if they lose it, they've they've bowled it now. It's not like if they would lost it with five games to go, then PSG's quality has sort of got the better of them, but. If they lose it now, then then Lille have bottled it. It's it's theirs to lose. Yeah, exactly. They've got Saint Etienne and Angers. I guess we've really got to stop trying to pronounce these names. Why is it always the French ones we struggle with? Saint Etienne are in eleventh, twelfth. Yeah, you know, so they 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 should be winning those games. Well, nothing to play for really. To be honest, with those two, I think that, exactly. well, they're, def- they're definitely both safe. It's just do they want to try and upset, spoil the party? Yeah, and I think they probably won't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Uh, yeah, so and also PSG, like, just not, it's just not good enough, is it? It's not really, mate, uh, no. So if it's like a, a potch thing as well. I don't know what it is. I think next season, when he's had the whole season, you know, we could be seeing something it, different, maybe. I mean, if potch doesn't absolutely dominate the league next season and get into the semi-finals at least of the Champions League then surely the questions have got to be asked about him as a, as a manager yeah probably to be honest you're probably right but he can't do that so I'm not asking any questions just yet fair enough I'm, I'm sure he'd be thrilled to hear that you're not going to ask any questions of him yeah I'm right let's get on be... the plane go on where are we going we're going to go to Germany this one's pretty boring I think a lot of people could have seen this at the start of the season happening. 
Yeah, Bayern uh, win the league. Bayern won the league, simple as. Uh, the only interesting, well, not the only interesting part, but the most interesting part is how Dortmund have proper turned it around. I'd argue. Yeah, back the into the five. back into the top four. Yeah, five from the last five, and now they're in fourth place, one point above. Um, Frankfurt. Frankfurt. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they drew this week. They're just bringing the pressure. Yeah, I think so. And and that Leipzig Dortmund game, I watched bits of that, and it's just that that's the kind of games that are the reason that Bayern are so dominant. Because if, if Bayern take the lead in a game, you you're like what well, Dortmund or Leipzig take the lead in the, in in a game, you're just like I still don't know who's going to win. No. Yeah, and like Dortmund went 2-0 up, then it was 2-2 all, and you're like, well, Leipzig should win this now with the momentum. And and that's just, you'll see that so many times over the course of the season with, with all the other teams except Bayern. Um, yeah. And that's why they're so dominant year after year. But is that nine in a row now for Bayern? It is. It's their ninth Bundesliga in a row. So, and I mean, Celtic failed to get 10. So, so did Juve. You've failed to get ten. So, is it maybe? Yeah. yeah, maybe it is. I think no. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I think uh, Lewandowski will go for that record. Like, probably got a couple of seasons uh, left. Yeah. He keeps scoring at tricks every bloody week. He'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. It's looking likely to to get the like the individual season. Uh, was it forty goals? I think he's like two off, one off. Um, or 42 goals I can't remember what it is but he's, he's pretty much there with a couple of games to go um, while you find that out I'll one. talk one then, then we've got La Liga which was um, oh, a, what an just a weekend of missed opportunities wasn't it, it was a all, shit of show, the, mate. all of the top four could have could have been like right this is it this is a, us us for the taking because they were all playing each other and they might as well just not have they all drew. They, it was nil. What was it? Nil, nil, and two all. Yeah. Um, I guess there's not much to say in the Barca game. It was really boring. It I was. Don't, I don't know if you watched the highlights, but there wasn't. Yeah. Any. Uh, but then I think the the key thing was uh, especially after his individual week, Eden Hazard for Real Madrid. Yeah. Uh, I don't really think he deserves a lot of credit at so whatsoever because he sort of just got his big feet in the way. Really, it's it's Cruz's goal, if anything. Yeah, but yeah, it was a crucial goal in it in a terms crucial. of keeping a minute. Sorry. Yeah, very good. Um, you went for? Not really. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sevilla went went two one up and sort of kind of in the title hunt at that point. Um, yeah. with their penalty was given to them after a penalty was given to Real Madrid. So they went to VAR to look at the Real Madrid penalty and then ended up looking at the severe penalty shout. So it went from a Real Madrid penalty to a severe penalty in a matter of seconds. So um, Real that Madrid was a looked, They just looked off the boil today. Yeah, definitely. Especially, but and they got um, back in it and it doesn't really matter. No, it, it doesn't really matter, I guess. Still two points between the top three. It, yeah, very much so. I think it's... Anyone could take this. Everyone's just got it. I think Atletico is theirs to lose, like we say, for Lille. Yeah, and there's no more like big games now. No, there's not. I think you've just got to see it through now. Win as many, 
well, win all of them, realistically. And then uh, we can start talking about who's, well, them getting another trophy. Yeah. Okay. Last but not least, we'll go into Italy, whereas, uh, I mean, Inter obviously won that league, but it's all to play for after that. And there's definitely more big games to come in this. I think Milan, who beat Juve 3 0 this week. That's um, so Juve now outside of the top four, outside of the Champions League places. Ronaldo playing Europa League football as it stands. Um, but there's big games. I think Juventus have got Inter to play. I think Milan have got Atalanta on the final game of the season. Um, it's, it's all to play for still in Italy. And, and this was a crucial win for Milan. Um, and yeah, just I just hope they can get get that top fourth place and get back in the Champions League. Although they may well be banned if they stay in the European Super League. Yeah. Um, it was a real shock that that game, especially how dominant and how big a margin of victory it was. Yeah, it it was a massive victory. Um, and also, I don't think Ronaldo is going to be in Italy next season. Honestly, you think? I don't think he will. Why would he? It's just like I can't see him. Oh, why would you want to? I can't see it either, but at the same time, I don't really know where he's going to go. Man United. Maybe. No, back to Rome. I don't know. I'm not sure. It, but, it is yeah. interesting. I hope I hope that Juve don't finish in the top four just to see what happens there. <laughs> yeah, but you never know. You, but I thought, you... interestingly, um, I would have thought Milan, like, Milan hate Inter. But I think Milan hate Juve more than they hate Inter. Really? Because my girlfriend's family is Italian and they were saying that, like, we're into in the Europa League final last season. Yeah. They, yeah. they lost to a severe. And, and you know, like, when English clubs are in finals and they're like, you, you sort of just back the domestic league. Yeah. I, I, I get the impression that Italian fans is sort of everyone except Inter. Except Juve, sorry. I guess I can so, see that. I, I, I think it's sort of like they're the giant and they're just like, well, just anybody but them is fine. And as much as they don't want Inter to win it, they're just like, as long as it's not Juve, we don't mind. Yeah. Which I thought was quite interesting considering they literally could not be closer in terms of location. Literally share a, share a fucking stadium. Yeah. There um, Yeah. So, but... Yeah, big result for Milan. Juve just... Oh, it would be funny to see them not do it, to be fair. I, I think they might, based on that um, Atalanta-Milan game on the last game of the season. But then they've got Inter to play. So if Inter can beat Juve, then they, they might be out of it before we even get to the last game of the season. True. Uh, yeah, there we, we go. go. That All is I'm weird. pleased is the boys I was backing from the start of the season, they went and won, so... Yeah, fair enough. Call it. I'm excited to do our our predictions for. We'll obviously do a big Premier League prediction, and then we'll do a, a probably like a little um, European one, yeah, European one as well. And I'm excited to have those sort of signed. Yeah, let's see what happens throughout the season. Um, so that'll be a good good thing to look at over the summer. Um, I'm, I'm excited for the summer, especially with the Euros as well. 
but it's going to be a good summer. It is. And, we, and we'll be there to support everyone throughout it. Support um, random teams. Yeah, why not? Countries. Fair enough. Up, up the Austrians. Up, come on, Bulgaria. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't, can't remember who's in here. <laughs> That's what I'm struggling with as well. Euros. Um, I'm going to have a look who's in it. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, that's a, a very good week of football all rounded up. We'll be back with a, a Project Spurs on Thursday, I think. Um, Can't wait. A, another one of those. I quite like that little series. I enjoyed the Arsenal one. Makes sense to just go, in, uh, well, not go anywhere really, stay in North London uh, and uh, cover Spurs while we're there. Might as well. Um, and yeah, we'll see you then. Yes, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Have a nice day.